What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another quick edition of Philly Four Court Press. I had to jump on the horn today, and we had a special, 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 you know, little session right now. Because there's a lot of chatter this week, and there's a lot of things that are going to be popping off. You know, first shout out to the Sixers getting that big win yesterday against the Bulls. Uh, they pulled through. It wasn't something that uh, I was too worried about, as I talked about with Mikey Buckets on the last episode, that uh, the Sixers should win that game. And um, pretty, they it's a it's a good matchup with the Sixers and the Bulls. Little scares throughout the game, but they ended up winning one nineteen one oh eight. Tobias Harris had twenty three. In, in 39 minutes, eight boards, and that and that is Tobias Harris, as everyone knows him. And, you know, Danny Green chipped in, uh, but in Beast, man, the MVP, 40 points, 32 minutes, 10 rebounds. Uh, I mean, there's not much more you can say about what Embiid's doing. Uh, Kerry had 12, Maxi had 16, Niang, nine off the bench, Furkan, nine off the bench, uh, eight boards off the bench for Drummond. So, I mean, it was a well-rounded game uh, for the squad. A little hiccup in the second and third quarter, but, uh, you know, they they prevailed. So, with that win against the Bulls, you know, we look at the updated standings. The Sixers gain a half game on the, bull, on the Bulls. The Bulls losing fall a half game behind the Heat. So, there's a lot of juggling up here. The Sixers are still fifth in the East, but they're a game and a half out of that top spot. Just a couple days ago, they were sitting second. So this is how tight it is between these five teams, the Heat, the Bulls, the Bucks, the Cavs, and the Sixers. So each game right now is going to matter because of the seeding uh, coming down the stretch. But, you know, let's just take one game at a time. So coming up, you know, we got the Suns at home. Uh, They're not really a good home team this year for whatever reason. I don't know why. And we talked about that as well. You know, the Sixers are 14-11 at home. They're 18-10 on the road. They got the third best road record in the league. And they're just like mediocre at home. So the Suns are coming in hot, but they're playing. They're going to they're playing a back-to-back. So the Sixers are going to catch them. The only problem is the Sixers just played Washington off a of back-to-back and got smoked a couple of days ago. So I Back to back, usually it plays in their hand, but you know we we shall see. You know we shall see. But you know I want to introduce a special guest who is the original producer extraordinaire, joining me and sitting in with me for uh, this quick session. Everybody remembers him. He's still part of the Philly Four Court family. Mr. Nat Marlowe, hit that applause button. What's up, Nat? Oh my brother, it feels good to be back. It has been far. Far too long. Way too long, man. Way too long. Uh, missed you, man. I'm glad uh, Mikey Buckets and uh, Michael Connell kept the seat warm for you a little bit. Thank you, man. They do a terrific job, and uh, like they, Mike especially, who's uh, like who replaced me after uh, like after just before round one, he has done an absolute fantastic job, and you are you are in good hands right now. That that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, Mikey's taking uh, Mike. Mike is uh, getting a whole lot dumped on his lap, like you did. So he's taking a little, little, a little break, and then I have uh, Mr. Mikey Buckets on board now. 
So, you know, the family's growing that. Remember we talked about this a long time ago? You know, we got a lot of things going on, a lot of of guests lined up. So it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a fun little ride that we're going to take everybody on. Like we're still doing it right now. That's incredible, man. I'm happy for you, and you've earned you've earned every bit of success that you've achieved so far. And uh, by the way, your uh, your last interview with Austin Krell, top notch job right there. Appreciate it, appreciate it, man. Uh, Austin was Austin was easy. It was easy because Austin and I know each other, and you know it was just free flowing. Austin, he got it off his chest, and it was good to to get get it at that moment, you know. I didn't let it fester. It was like basically he got out of the 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 uh, back and forth with Doc, and two hours later he was on the show. So you know it was good to catch him with the emotions still running and you know that peak performance by him. Uh, but uh, yeah, Austin Austin is a friend of the show. We'll have him on again. I'm sure he'll get under Doc's feathers again. <laughs> He'll definitely ruffle his feathers and get under his skin uh, again. Who doesn't? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So first it was uh, Keith Pompey, then it was Austin. You know who's next? Um, But yeah, thank you. The four four reporters now Doc has gone after. (laughs) Is Philly really that? Are we really that tough of a media city? Doc is just stressed, man. He's stressed with the two-five situation, and you know. The team being injured, not being healthy, and players in and out. You know, Doc's going through it. But, I mean, I got to give it to Doc because Doc catches a lot of heat for his rotations and him sticking to the script. But, you know, for what Doc's working with and where he has this team a game and a half out of first in the Eastern Conference – I mean, it's pretty successful, man. He's thirty-two and twenty-one right now. Yeah, that and, and just like utilizing Embiid the, the way he's using him to what an even better MVP-like season compared to the one he had last season. Like, good, good, good lord, it, it, he's just unstoppable. He he really is. Um, Embiid's playing over twenty games in a row. Uh, he hasn't done that in his career, and it, it's just. It's just remarkable what this coaching staff and what Doc has done with what they've had to work with. So, and you know, I give I give Doc heat, and as you know, Matt, we keep it real and we hold everyone's feet to the fire. And Doc was on notice, but you know, you got to give him his due. He's he's got the team kind of where where you want them in the hunt in the mix and. Uh, He's got the team playing well, and he's working with what he has. You know, I mean, I feel like he's working. He's working with less than what he had last season, don't you think? Absolutely, yeah. And you know what? You you bring up a great point because there is absolutely nothing wrong with constructive criticism, and, and that goes for uh, on both sides of the equation, right here. Like I thought that they would be the sixth seed at this point in the season, and later on down the road, I thought they would probably be a six or an eight. But you know, to maintain this steady pace, what they won their first, they went eight, eight out of and ten two. Games. Yeah, they went eight yeah. and two to start off the season, and now they're what a game, a game and a half out of first place. And they're do- all things considering, Doc has been doing a great job. A couple hiccups every now and then, but you know that's to be expected in any NBA season. You wish he would, you know, figure out some of the problems with the rotation, it's not blowing leads in certain games by now. But you know what, I can live with that 
with everything else that has happened this season. I can live with them the way they are right now because I did not think that they would be in as good of a spot they are right now. As much as I want them to improve and as much as I want things to change for the better, things are okay. And I'm not overly ecstatic about it, but, you know, happier than I thought that I than I thought I was going to be. That's something. Yeah, I mean, here, here's the thing. And, you know, we touched about it last season, Nat, uh, with Mike. And it Doc had a, a vision, and it got derailed, basically. So losing to Atlanta, and you went through that, fiasco and then doc came back and said you know oh you know this is my first year here you know this is my first go around with this squad you got to give me give me give me my time give me my due well he didn't anticipate two five to want to take his ball and run and go home and cry so then he has to deal with that then he has to deal with a, a hot start and then COVID hitting the team then the injuries and the six game losing streak and, you know, Doc, being here, Doc hasn't had long losing streaks. The Sixers only had, you know, maybe a two-game losing streak under Doc up till this season when they had those six games when they had literally nobody playing. So, you know, Doc has done a great job, Matt. You know, you know it's good that you point that out too, man, definitely. So, um, hey, listen. Uh, Phoenix Suns are coming in town. That they're a hot team, number one, number one in the West, um, number one team in the NBA. We got uh, Mikael Bridges coming home, right? Uh, Villanova Pride, Nat, and um, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. The Suns are a a very a well coached from Monty Williams, who was on the staff here. And they have a leadership in Paul, and they have a killer, a Sixers killer in Devin Booker. So it it this is going to be a tall task. This is going to be a game that you know the fans are going to enjoy if they're going down to the center tomorrow. That you're absolutely right. And this isn't the Sixers squad that we knew two years ago, where they were completely dominant at home, pretty much winning. 95 percent every of their game games at home yeah. no this is this is a mediocre home squad but we were talking uh we were talking before the show what they ranked uh what are they ranked in terms of home games played because it's not like their road record their road record all things considering is phenomenal but at home it's like oh my goodness it, yeah, is, they're it 14, is not good yeah they're 14 and 11 at home and 18 and 10 on the road and last year and even under Brett Brown, the Sixers were lucky to lose if lose double digit games the whole season at home. So it's going to be a t- it's going to be a tough task. It's going to be a fun game. Can't let can't let Booker get off, but he seems like he always gets off against the Sixers. But two fives not out there, so maybe he's not going to be playing as hard because we always had that with the uh, Kendall Jenner situation. Um, <laughs> so. That's why he always. That's why Booker always played uh, two five so hard and went at him so much. I guess because they had that little little beef in between uh, going on with that. But listen, me and Nat wanted to break down some uh, trade talk. So coming up, we're gonna talk some trades. We're gonna talk about this week ahead, and you know we're gonna see. We're gonna get down to business and find out what really is going to happen. So grab your drink, family. Pull up a chair. 
This is Full Cold Press, T. Will, Nat Marlowe, in the saddle. We'll be back after these quick commercial breaks. Sign up now for Sixers Camps presented by Rothman. Are you ready? Learn the fundamentals of basketball from Philadelphia 76ers players, staff, and coaches. Good shot. From the ages of 5 to 17, Sixers Camp programs meet the needs of all skill levels. Sign up now at SixersCamps.com or call 610-668-7676. One, two, three, If you want to make something that truly reflects the city of Philadelphia, it better be great. It better stand the test of time. You better expect the work if you want the results. That's just how the city was built. And that's just how we're made. You see, here, greatness requires a push and a pull. A challenge, a goal, a chase, a pursuit. But when you get there, by day or night, you'll turn the curve into as great a city as you'll find anywhere. Where the stars light up the night, reflecting icons. Rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. Reflecting greatness. Iverson has Jordan. Reflecting the spirit of competition that has fueled us from the start. Built for the city. Built for the night battle. Get exclusive player photos, team videos, and more with the official Sixers mobile app. Download the app for free at Sixers.com slash app. everybody welcome back to will nat marlo uh we're going to talk about a little trade action but first things first most people did not get this nugget from the last episode that i had to drop this on you as well Embiid had a meeting with the front office maxi is not going anywhere i repeat Maxi is not going anywhere, and it would be dumb to get rid of your only ball handler you have. Period. So let's put that to rest. Number two, Harding has been talked about from Nat and I to Mike and I. Nat, what are your expectations? What are your thoughts? And how do you think this is going to play out with all the rumors swirling between the Woj bomb dropped on Shams and Shams trying to contradict Woj? And then this morning, Woj basically gave him all facts, and then Shams kind of just sat in the corner and hasn't come back since. Well, here's here's the way I'm analyzing it as a fan. Trading the Simmons contract... For Harden does you nothing but good. And here's why. 
Number one, you unload the Simmons contract and you finally, you finally put that to bed. Number two, you acquire James Harden. Now, this is not James Harden in his prime. I get that. But that's another offensive weapon you can use to help Embiid. And what does Embiid need right now? He needs help. As much as as much as we all love Tyrese Maxey, it can't just be Tyrese Maxey. No, you need someone else to help Embiid. So James Harden is able to help Embiid. Am I concerned with James Harden performing in the playoffs? Yes. Am I concerned that he doesn't have that clutch gene or that drive to win a championship? Yes, I am concerned about that. But guess what? If it doesn't work... It doesn't work. You don't re-sign him. He goes off in the free agency. You don't have to worry about James Harden again. So I am willing to take that risk, especially if it means you get the Simmons contract out of here because that should be the ultimate goal. Not necessarily acquiring James Harden, but getting rid of Simmons' contract. That should be the ultimate goal. So that's why I am pro-training for James Harden. There is another trade that I would prefer. I would prefer for them to get Bradley Beal because I'm looking for term. So if you can get Beal, get Beal over Harden. But yeah, I I have virtually no problem with trading for Harden. The worst thing you can do is holding on to the Simmons contract or uh, training it just for picks or whatever, depending on what the picks are. But yeah, get just get rid of the Simmons contract. Trade for Harden, trade for Beal. The Kings trade is is uh out of here now so we can't worry about that but still like trade for something at this point not necessarily anything but trade for something where you can truly identify what this team is without Simmons and then you can build the pieces going forward it makes sense listen we said we're, we we talked about where the sixes are at and we talked about where they potentially could be at by the end of the year they could be number one again could win the East. And you're doing that without 2-5 now and without Harden now. Do your expectations change? Yeah, most people don't think they're going to win a championship this year. But most people didn't even have them playing as good as they're playing now. The thing about the NBA is you just don't know. Things have to play out. We didn't expect Atlanta to whip on us on seven games. So you come back and you don't have two five, you have injuries, but you have in beast. And he's he's basically, and I said this earlier, Nat with someone I had a conversation with, he's playing like Giannis was playing the year Giannis went to the Eastern Conference Finals before they got to the championship last year. And then some, yeah. And then some. So Embiid is taking the steps, the necessary steps. So over the summer, you don't waste any assets now. You wait till over the summer. You can get Harden without a sign and trade too. That's key. Yeah. If the Nets want to, if the Nets want to get some merit out of this, then they'll do a sign and trade. But the Sixers can get Harden without doing a sign and trade, get Beal, and then get their pieces when they move two five. Now you're surrounded Embiid with the pieces he needs to go after the championship for the next couple years. Right, and then you get the best of both worlds. You see if Harden works out, and then if you can get Beal later on, you can do that as well. That's that's another great point you bring up. The, the fact of the matter is this. You, 
and I said, you don't want to move your assets now. Am I okay with getting rid of uh, trading Matisse? Yes. Do I want to trade Matisse? No. Am I okay with moving Carrie? Yes. Do I want to move Carrie? No, not right now. I can potentially keep Carrie and Matisse and bring in Harding and then move 2 5 to out west with Sacramento. Let's dance. It's the end of the season. Everyone keeps talking about, well, what makes you think those teams uh, will want Ben and Tobias or or just Ben and 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 uh, Well, look at the team they got now with those players. Look at their records. They're not doing anything worth a damn right now. Yeah, they're not great. They're not great. The Kings are twenty and thirty-five. 20 and 35, and you're talking about, well, they might not want to do that. Well, why not? Portland, 21 and 33. Loyalty will keep Dane Dollar in the basement. These teams are not good. And these players have to realize that. Washington, 24 and 28. They're not good. Yeah, and if I'm Beal, I want out of there. <laughs> like Washington doesn't do anything. <laughs> Beal's another loyal guy. They're two and eight. Their last ten games, Washington. Like, what are you doing hanging around? What are you doing? The Kings, two and eight. Their last ten games. Portland, three and seven. Last ten games. The Brooklyn Nets with Harden, two and eight. The last ten games. They're about to fall out of the uh the playoff contention. KD's never healthy. Harden is hurt. You get part time Kyrie, that's not enough. <laughs> And hey, what playoff, are we talking here? It's like Harden playoff time is always hurt too. Yeah, but just like in B, just like in B playoff time, he's always hurt, sick, something, some kind of ailment, ligament. You know, keep him in a bubble to the playoffs. So basically, Nat, we're both in agreement. You're not, you're not trading for Harden during the deadline. Now, do I think a a deal could be made? Yes. During the buyout, look at the buyout market because the Sixers desperately need a point guard. You know, a name that's been kicked out there, Gordon Drogic. Nat, I think we talked about Drogic before, didn't we? We did, yeah. I'd be up for I'd be up for Drogic if you can get the right pieces moved. If 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 Drogic can get bought out by Toronto, I would take a stab at him in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. He'd, he'd be a perfect fit for here. Also, uh, what's his name? Aaron Holiday? We'll see. i take a stab at him, too. You got to look at the buyout market to see what you're going to get for your players and what your needs are going to be. And even, I don't know if they're going to buy out, uh, I don't know if Indiana's going to buy out Justin Holiday. I mean, he can hold – I guess he can handle the ball a little bit. Looks like Indiana's about to blow this thing up. 
could you get Brogdon over the summer? Since he had the no no trade clause this year because he signed an extension. So, okay, can't get Brogdon because he signed the extension. But then do you trade 2-5 to Indiana and get Brogdon with uh, Sabonis? That'd be a great pickup. I would love that. Right. So then you have Brog, you have Brogdon, Sabonis, Harding, Embiid. Maury is playing chess. Allow this guy to play chess. Allow it to happen. Just let it breathe. Let the situation breathe. I do want to see Andre Drummond resign. Definitely want to see that. I do want to see another guard on his team. And I do want to see another power forward on his team besides uh, Tobias. Outside that, Nat, uh, you know, let it breathe. But I can tell you one team that's probably kicking themselves is Oklahoma City Thunder. OKC could have had uh, 2-5. They could have had a good package deal because the Maxi Maxi was part of that tall. Remember, oh, it was Maxi and and two five for SGA, and um, it was SGA, uh, Baisley, and um, some picks. I think. Yeah, how do you think OKC feels right now watching Maxi ball out? <laughs> I mean, they're probably. Talk about missing the boat. I mean, they're probably kicking themselves over the way the franchise has just devolved over the past seven years. I mean, they're they're irrelevant now. It's like who's going to OKC? Yeah, what they're fourteenth yeah. in the West. But OKC's in a phenomenal position again with picks and and money. Just like you know the process there, they're sitting good. They're sitting good. Yo, Nat, man, this was fun, brother. This was fun. Um, everyone. Enjoy this week. Have fun with your little trade scenarios and rumorvilles with Sham and Woj. I am pretty confident that no Woj bond will be dropped for the Philadelphia 76ers and Brooklyn Nets. That will all happen over the summer. So right now, if you love watching this team, enjoy watching this team. Uh, if you know they're not going to go past the second round, just just enjoy what you can. Get some enjoyment out of it, and then we'll we'll start diving into uh, what this team will look like going into next season. Two five and and listen, this isn't far. This isn't a far fetch. If he's not traded by the trade deadline, he might he m- might say, "Okay, I'll come back." Net. If two five does that, you think he? Listen, I don't think he could survive the booze personally. Would you take him back? I just gotta see him put in the work. That's all. That's all I need. I just gotta see him put in the work. Uh, yeah, it's two five we're talking about. How much work do you think's being put in? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. Go ahead. I mean, that's why. Like here. I am I am only open, but we I got to be realistic. I don't think he's going to put in the work, but in the the alternate universe that's out there where he puts in the work and actually tries to get better and is remorseful for all the mental and emotional stress he's not only put his teammates through, 
but the his coaching staff and the front office and us fans through. If he puts in the work to try to be a better person, a better player, I'm open to bringing him back. Shaq put it out their best. A couple of people on local radio put it out their best. Like the dude, dude is doing all this to work to work against himself, but yet still watches the Sixers games. He's doing all this to do pickup runs to stay in shape with former players playing in secret locations when you have a facility you can still play at. You're you, you know, you you're you're abandoning your teammates and you couldn't take the challenge of your coach. It it it's a weird flex. Ramona Shelburne talked about in her piece. Uh she was on with the cuz and you know she was a little baffled about it. We're all still baffled by it. And it just comes out that he's just a big man child. That's all it is. So that being said, if two five was going to come back, I would like it just for the controversy, <laughs> for, something, <laughs> for something to talk about. You want the but chaos. I really don't, the K, yeah, yes. I love chaos, Nat. You know that. <laughs> so uh, just for that particular reason, yeah, I'd want them back. But outside that, nah, I'm good. Stay home. Stay, stay home, man. Stay, keep your ball. You know, keep practicing in, in in secret locations. Keep going to the the bar and gym, watching the games. Just just stay home, because clearly you didn't want to be involved. How could you know? How could you not want to be involved with, with Embiid and Max? You're doing, but you didn't want to be involved, so don't be involved. I'm good with it. Stay home, because come next season you won't be here. And mark my words. And I said this before. I don't think he's going to last five more seasons in the NBA. I don't think he will, number one. And number two, if he does, you got to bring your butt back to Philly one way or another. Yeah. One way or another, you're going to play here in Philly, and we're going to get our just due. Just remember that. The NBA is going to figure him out one way or the other. And, like, a team just want to take a chance on him, That that's great if he can. He might attempt to put in the work, and then – just give up because I think we as Sixers fans know who Ben Simmons is at this point. So we sure do. Yeah, I'm. I we I sure can, do. I can totally see that in the realm of possibility. Not not just probable, but a strong, strong possibility. No more than five seasons. Five seasons. Five seasons. That's it. So with that being said, yo, this is Big T Will. That's my man, Mr. Nat Marlowe, producer extraordinaire. This is Philly Full Court Press, special edition. We'll be back with another episode later on this week. Until then, grab your drinks, you mother fathers, and enjoy yourselves. Peace.